We worship you and we pray that you speak your word to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may take our seats. God is so wonderful, kind, and faithful. I was, uh, I was, last week, I was talking to someone. And we're just talking about how faithful and merciful God is. That imagine someone who has murdered so many people, eating their hearts, done vile things, killed people. There's a particular guy who, during one of the genocides, uh, or wars, maybe it's not the genocide like Rwanda, but a war in Liberia. Eight people had, I mean, took people's hearts out to eat. He ate their hearts, right? He ate their hearts naked. I don't want to mention his name. I think some know him. Yeah. Yeah, general, yes. Yeah, the uh, general. Eight people. And with all the killings and all that, God's mercy was able to reach him. And he's a pastor now. So he shows that he's going to heaven, and some of the people he killed will be in hell. That's the mystery of it. Imagine, some of the people he killed who were not saved will be in hell, but the murderer is in heaven. God is so merciful. That's similar to how God uh, treated Moses, who led so many of the cap. I mean, I mean, he 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 led many of the wars. And, 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 and conquered lands, Moses. He was a mighty man of war, led many, you know, battles. Um, definitely he was into occult stuff when he was in Egypt. Before he, he, he met Christ, he was trained in the universities of Egypt. And then he met God. Hallelujah, he met Christ. And then he was saved and he became the mighty man, the murderer. Saul of Tarsus, murderer. I mean, he was going to kill the Jewish, I mean, the, the Christians. And on his way, I mean, he, he, he was so zealous against the Christians that he got a letter from the high priest that I want to, I'm so zealous, I, I, a, a high priest, give me the permission, give me a letter so that I can go and arrest all Christians and, you know, put them in prison. He was giving the letter, zealous, thinking he was doing God's service. And then when they were stoning Stephen, sometimes when someone is being stoned or being killed, maybe some don't know who are watching or here. When someone is being killed and you are there, you don't disagree, you don't try to prevent it, you don't try to call police, but you are there and they are putting their clothing and their, their hats. It's like, okay, let me remove my jacket so I can throw the stone properly. Let me put it in front of your feet. And you don't do anything and you allow it. You are part of it. And that's what Saul of Tarsus did. And yet God said, look, this is my chosen vessel. Hallelujah. It just shows the mercy of God. Hallelujah. It just shows the mercy of God. So God is merciful and great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. In spite of our faithfulness, he is faithful. Hallelujah. So let's cling to him and do our best for him. Hallelujah. Let's, let, let, let's show God that, look, God, as for me, nothing matters but you. I'm not perfect, but if you are going to look down and the angels are watching, they will agree that nothing is perfect. I mean, we are not perfect, but what you, you do your best for him. What do you think? Very, very powerful and important. So we are, we're talking about prosperity. True prosperity, not pseudo prosperity or what some people call prosperity. You, you've gotten a promotion at work. You are, uh, uh, I don't want to mention a title so that someone would think that I'm talking about that. I'm not thinking of anyone, but maybe you've been promoted at work. You've gotten a title. You are getting 20,000 or 30,000 more. You are getting maybe 100 and something thousand. So you feel that, yes, I'm King Kong or I'm Queen Kong. No, that's nothing. You've not arrived. What if God wants to give you 10 times that amount? What if, so that's not prosperity. 
you are doing monthly payment. Monthly payment, prosperity is not monthly payment. Prosperity is that you have, this is the house here, these are the houses, this is the, the property, this, this, this is the wealth. Amen. And you are content in life. That is prosperity, not this kind of thing. It's, many people feel that I've arrived because of some 20,000 or 10,000 extra. Is that enough? Or some hundred and thirty thousand dollars. It's like clapping. Wow, I've arrived. I've I've achieved. Really, one thirty thousand, two hundred thousand. You've achieved. Three hundred thousand. You've not achieved. We are talking about millions of dollars to help to to do the work of God and to have a better life. Not just do the work of God. The, to, you you you're talking about millions to do the work of God. Number one, then God will give it to you. Number two to have your needs and your wants. Three, to enjoy life. Four, and it goes on. Yeah. That, that is what we are talking about. Five keys to prosperity. That kind of prosperity. Think about it. Prosperity where I feel like traveling to Paris to just relax in my beach house you go. You feel guilty because you are financing the gospel heavily. So if you are financing the gospel heavily and you have a beach house, you are not guilt, feeling guilty. It's like, no. Yeah. That, that's it. Because you are doing what you need to do and it's working. That is prosperity. Prosperity is you are healthy. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospered. So you have peace of mind. And your worry, you worry. You, 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 you'll be worried. But the worry is not about you, but about others. The worry is not about you, but it's about how the gospel can be reaching more people. That's a good worry. Isn't that better than worrying about your life because you're having problems? Isn't it better to worry about other people's problems than your problems? Because you have much problems to worry about. Because God would have taken care of them. That is prosperity. Prosperity is living a good old age full of days, riches, and honor. And your child or children are reigning in your stead or are blessed. Prosperity is living an inheritance for your children's children. King Solomon said in, in a Proverbs, what is the point of life where you amass wealth? And after amassing all the wealth, you leave the wealth for someone who might be a fool who will squander the money and finish it. It's vexation of spirits. Imagine you've accumulated wealth, died without enjoying it, and you are, as you are dying, you feel that, okay, let me give it to my other person who will help to do something better, and the person squanders it. But that's not my portion and your portion. Number one, the key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. You can get, you see, prosperity comes from God. R true riches comes from God, but money can come from other means. Otherwise, I, mean, I don't want to mention a name because I'll be traveling there soon. But otherwise, some of these drug barons, <laughs> these drug barons, is God who gave them the money. Is it God who gave these drug barons the money? Don Pablo Escobar. The late is he is he the one who did it was it uh, uh, god who gave it to him even though he was charitable he gave a lot he was this he was giving but as he's giving he's also doing other things hallelujah but he had money so money when god gives you and i true riches and prosperity money is ad added to it but even the devil also gives money. Don't we know about this kind of black magic, occult things? People will sleep in coffins. Yeah, some people will sleep in coffins. This Sakawa, that thing, the names. What are some of the other names? So, yeah, people will sleep in coffins. There are also some people who, the, the, the fetish or the occult man, oh, there are some people who get powers from the sea. There was a witch that were praying. 
praying for casting out the devil from in the crusades they say he gets power two powers from two places in fact i got a word of knowledge and said we need to cast out two devils before then somebody said one of my pastors said look he has a, a, he gets powers from the sea and another from the mountain i said hey. <laughs> and this power he gets he throws it into the atmosphere and then it causes some of the people in the town to be sick and then they come to him for cure and then he cures them temporarily pumps more evil spirits into them so that they can be more sick and they continue to come but he was killed by God or rather delivered by God hallelujah so you can have people like that that who do use fetish there are some people who there will be corn in the hands someone will take a lot of corn and then or, or something chickens like i think corn right throw it on the floor and then a lot of it and then the chicken should eat the corn when the chicken at a point the chicken will fall down and die or something will happen and whatever is left is the number of years you have left to live the devil he always has a, a catchy phrase there's always a, he, he by the time you finish with the devil or the devil finishes with you hmm. yeah. so i was telling the witches over there that look you you are not listening to a gospel you be there there's one of them who came and was convicted and we said are you ready to give it up the person was giving excuses so we just left the person giving excuses now i was saying that you don't want to give your you don't want to stop it you be there the devil will use you and drink you and destroy you and make you destroy you and then you will be in hell all these people they can you can get they can be rich financially but it's not god who give it to them but the only thing that is sure, the only prosperity that is sure, only God gives it. And that one, money is added as a byproduct. The Bible says that you have long life. In wisdom's right hand is long life. In wisdom's left hand are riches and honor. So you and I, we must know that true prosperity comes from God. Then we read from James 1.17. What does James 1.17 say? Every good. Every. Some, so every good and perfect gift means every. 100% of good and perfect gifts come from God. So there can never be a good and perfect gift which is not from God. Because every is written here. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no mutation of variableness, neither shadow of turning. Then Deuteronomy 8 18. What do you think? But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. The Bible says Abraham was rich. Uh, not in the Bible I have. The Bible in my heart doesn't say Abraham was rich. P, what does it say? You can tell me apart from the, yes. Very rich. Abraham was very rich. Not rich. There's a difference between rich and very rich. That's true wealth. Look for the true riches and prosperity that comes from God only. And we talked about Joseph and all that. Then know that there are many ways to get money, but God is the only one who blesses with prosperity. Proverbs 10.22 The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. But look, there's pain, there's pain and sorrow. Many of the people who have wealth, money, are suffering in their minds, suffering in their souls. And the money doesn't satisfy them. 
if they had to do it all over again, they would have chosen the lives we have more than the money they have. If they had to really do it all over again. Because what's the point? Psalm 91 verse 14, NASB. What do you think? Bless, uh, uh, because he had set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him, I'm waiting for NASB. Because he had loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he had known my name. God's blessings are secure. Know that God wants you to prosper. When Daniel, God blessed Daniel, Daniel was secure as second in command. Under Nebuchadnezzar, he was second in command to Nebuchadnezzar. Under Belshazzar, he was second in command to Belshazzar, who was the emperor of the, 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 the Babylonian area, the Persian Empire. But never the well, not the Persian Empire, the Babylonian Empire. But his father was in charge of the Babylonian area and some other regions. So he was second in command to his, his uh, uh, Belshazzar. Does that make sense? Daniel was second in command to Belshazzar. Are you listening? Or you are in space? Hallelujah. How many are getting what I'm saying? Daniel was second in command to Nebuchadnezzar, second in command to Belshazzar, and then second in command to Darius. So, no matter the empire, no matter the government, he was always secure as second in command because God sets us securely on high. Know that God wants you to prosper. God wants us to prosper. He wants wealthy Christians. He doesn't want a struggle. We are about to do crusade. I mean, you can imagine if we're, there are many people who are like, oh, uh, 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 oh, God bless you, oh, they, 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 all these things, but the, God bless you is similar without supporting the, what's the point of that? Hallelujah. Imagine if we had buses. We didn't have any bus and we, the crowds were there. Imagine if we had buses. No bus. But imagine we had, and there were many people in villages who wanted to come, but we, could, we didn't have enough money to take them. Many people would have had double the people if we had buses to pick people from the villages. So we went to do outreaches in some of those places because we didn't have the money to rent buses. And well, anywhere we did crusade, uh, 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 outreaches, there were a lot of people and about 80% who raised their hands for salvation. And I always ask them, are you sure this salvation will it cause you to go to church? Will it cause you to change your life? And they were all very excited, very, very excited and open. You can put your hands together for the Lord. So, God wishes above all things that we prosper so that we can be blessed and we can help. Imagine, imagine there are millionaires here. You won't say, God, uh, you, yeah, yeah, like you and like you. You won't say, oh, child, what you are doing is very powerful. Oh, you won't write that. You would send, oh, what you are doing is powerful. Here is this. Hallelujah. Oh, what God, God is, wow, this is wonderful. Oh, this is a proof that I mean this is wonderful. Yeah, because it's very wild. Very, very wild. When we're there, we wished there were people, so many uh, 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 disabled people. Blind, disabled. Hey, if we had the money, we would just give to many of those people. We are limited in what you can do. If, anyway, even if you had a million dollars, you would still be limited. But you can reach more people with more money. So, 3 John 1, 2 is true. But for different reasons than many people fear. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. And that financial prosperity is so that more will be saved, more will be blessed, more will be looked after. And be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So, financial prosperity, prosperity in mind, prosperity in body. 
What do you think? Very, very important. Very, very, very important. Seek to prosper God's way. Isaiah 1.19 If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good. Oh, I see you eating. Ah, I see you eating. God, you see, God wants you to be willing and be obedient. God wants you to be able to prove to him that if you had them, in fact, everyone here, everyone watching, if you had a million dollars, what will you do? Now, most people will say, most Christians will say something, unbelievers might not say, but they will even prove it faster. Amen. Hallelujah. But most Christians, what will most Christians say? Most Christians will say, hey, if I had a million dollars, I would help the gospel. That's what most Christians will say. But God sees the proof when with the small we have, we are able to do something. Then we are proving that if we had a million dollars, we'll do more. You can put your hands together for the Lord. So, so, if you are willing and obedient, if you are willing, if you are obedient, it will be proved by what you do. Someone will say, I, 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 I want to go to school, or I want this job, or I want to be a doctor. What do you do? You prove it by studying, by going to, going to medical school. You prove what you want to do by doing something. So if you are willing and obedient, you are willing to eat the good of the land. You are willing to follow what God said and you are obedient to it. Because sometimes what will you do is different from what you actually do. But there must be ways to prove what you will do with what you have. Does that make sense? Michael, does it make sense? Yes, we thought you have. Seek God's kingdom before anything else. We are talking about five keys to prosperity. And we are at number one. Seek God's kingdom before anything else. Matthew 6, 33. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be done unto you so it means that when you and i seek god's kingdom first anything else we want we will get oh amen what do you think yeah seek to please god next Hebrews 11.6 When you please God, there's nothing you lack. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How are you going to prove your faith in God? by how you seek him diligently. That pleases God. And when you please God, God honors you by prospering you. Amen. Become a servant of God. Psalm 35 verse 27. Become a servant of God. Psalm 35, verse 27. Become a servant of God. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Please, Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad 
that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Who is behind the thing? Wow. Let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So God wants his servants to prosper. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And prosperity is not, oh, you got a promotion. That, that's good. That's a promotion. You got a promotion and you got 30,000 more. Then we clap for you. That's the end. That's the end. You finished. We clap. God, God has finished prospering you. What about the millions? What about owning the houses? If you want to be pious and you don't want to do anything with it because I'm pious, I want to be good, I want to be modest, then get, let God give the millions, give the houses, and then dash it to the church. We'll know what to do with it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening, those online? So, when you are a servant of God, God delights in your prosperity. Psalm 37 verse 4. So we're talking about the first. What is the first key to prosperity? The key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. And then we t we, we're still going on. Okay, Psalm 37 verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. So when you delight yourself in the Lord, oh, I'm excited about God. I, I, I just want to love God. I want to know God more. I'm delighted in him. I'm excited in God. When you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. But verse 4 is what we're looking for. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of How do you prosper? Be delighted in the Lord. King David was delighted in the Lord and he prospered. Solomon was delighted in the Lord before the woman turned him away from God. He was delighted in the Lord and God prospered him. He was the richest man. The word of God must remain in you. Joshua 1.8 Joshua Yehoshua 1.8 this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So, do not let the word of God depart out of your mouth. You must be repeating, muttering it day and night. And meditate upon it by doing that, and so that you be careful to do what it says. Then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. The word. John 15, 7. If you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you, ask what you wish, and it will be done for you. So, if you and I remain in him, or you and I remain as Christians, and his word remains in us, his word. It remains in us because we are constantly reading it, studying it. Anything we ask for because we wish it, he will give it to us. God, I want a million dollars. But if his word remains in you, you will ask for the million dollars with your heart because you know you are going to use it for the gospel. If his word remains in you, that's why he will give it. Did you get that? Praise God. First Kings two three. Wow. Do you get me? Praise God. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments 
and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. There you go. And he read Romans 12 2 and then Isaiah 1 19. Hallelujah. And then have the right motives for why you want to prosper. Why do you want to prosper? Have the right motives. Think about it. Why do you want to prosper? James 4.3 James 4.3 James 4.3 Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. So why do you want to prosper? Do not love money and be careful about how you relate with money. Do not love money. Be careful how you relate with money. No man can serve two masters. Matthew 6, 24. For either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and money. And in 1 Timothy 6.10, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So money is good once you don't love it. <clears throat> But the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Even the Bible says money answereth all things. Luke 12, 13 to 15. Luke 12, 13 to 15. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell me, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me can you put it in king james it's only when king james is not spoken of then you go to something else thank you very much and one of the companies said unto him master speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me and he said unto him man who made me a judge or divider over you and he said unto him take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Our lives are not made up of what we have. You can have someone who doesn't have much, but is living a better quality of life than someone who has more. Who has a better marriage, a better outcome, a better life, better health than someone who has a lot of money. So Jesus was saying that, no, don't, don't miss it. You are wrong. You have missed it. You've missed it. That's, that's, that's not the point. Beware of covetousness. And then I encourage us to watch Joneses. The Joneses. I, did you watch it? Yes. Watch, uh, it's, a, it's a very important movie to watch. Jones, the Joneses. It shows covetousness. And how everything is like a, 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 a mirage. Social media and TV. and you, Oh, some people get into wrong marriages because of social media. Oh, my, you see how my friends look? They are married. Oh, it's so exciting, so exciting that you rush into something and then boom. Some people get so excited and uh, get so angry with their spouse because social media, people are flashing cars around their nice houses and looking good. They, I mean, people feel really good in quotes. So someone will be discontent at home, angry with their husband. Because you are not providing much. Look at how this guy is flashy doing. Blah, blah. Meanwhile, the guy is all a show. A man will be angry with his wife because it's like you are not 
the way you dress, the way you look, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, all those things are all plastic. <laughs> plastic! There are some people who spend money to Sometimes what you see is, is head to toe is all surgeries and plastic and arrangements. Meanwhile, someone is angry with the spouse because of that. Of course, it doesn't mean that someone is angry with the spouse because of that, so the spouse should also not look they organize themselves. There are other people walking, women walking. Come and, come and do a catwalk. There are women doing that. So if a woman too is just there at home, wearing whatever tattered clothes and just walking around like that. Meanwhile, do come on, show us. Meanwhile, women are walking like that and, and I me as if you, you, are, you are drawing my attention. Wow. Do it so that the camera crew can see. Do it from here. And then, uh, do yourself some old wretched In the house. Meanwhile, people are eyeing you. Mistake. Also the man too. The man is wretched just anyhow. And they are. <sighs> this one for another message. Hallelujah to Jesus. Number two. So the first, number two. Second is position yourself for prosperity. Position yourself for prosperity. Hallelujah. Position yourself for prosperity. How many are really ready for that? And we read from Isaiah 119. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. So, you are positioned when you are willing. Sometimes, you need to do certain things to be in position. Oh, did you get that? Sometimes, in order to have healing, you forgive. If you don't position yourself to forgive, look at the lady who Kenneth—I mean, Kenneth Hagen—was called to a pastor's uh, a pastor's church member's home because she was she had cancer, a breast cancer, lump in the left breast, and ready to die on her deathbed. Couldn't move, couldn't get up. They fasted, prayed all night. No hope for the woman; she was dying. Are you getting me? And then, Kenneth Hagen went there, prayed, no results, and he was crying to God and said, God, how? What happened? And then God said to him, ask this lady whether there's somebody she's not forgiven. Then he found out that she hadn't forgiven someone. So he asked her to pray for God to forgive him. Sorry, she, he asked her to pray that God forgives her for unforgiveness, the sin of unforgiveness. And then she forgave him. After forgiving him, he cast out the spirit to the word. The spirit left her breast. And that night, right away, she got up from bed and started to minister. So she was so you see that she pos she positioned herself by doing what she needed to do by forgiving. And as she forgave was free. Amen? Now you want to prosper. Now prosperity means you do what the Bible says you do to prosper. What do you think? Amen? 2 Corinthians 8-9 2 Corinthians 8-9 For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, 
Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Some Christians who are conservative will say he was talking about rich in spiritual things. God doesn't know how to write rich in spiritual things. So, for you know that, the, the, let, me pro, let me prove them wrong now. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich in character, rich in, 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 in mercy, rich in faithfulness, rich in love, yet for your sins he became poor in love. Did Jesus ever become poor in love? Did Jesus ever become poor in character? No. So, he hasn't been talking about financial riches. So those people, I don't know why people do that. He became, he was rich financially. Because Jesus was never poor in any character. He's God and he's never been poor in morality or poor in character, poor in, in, in faith or faithfulness. No. It, he was rich financially and yet for our sakes became poor financially. That's why he says, look, the best of the air have, uh, uh, have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. What do you think? <clears throat> Amen. What do you think? So very, very important that we understand that our position is clear. The Savior died on the cross for us to be saved. The Savior, Jesus Christ, was rich because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Jesus, with his riches, became poor. And through his poverty, if we stay or we take hold of the substitution of our poverty for his riches, his riches for our poverty. There you go. Why am I saying it? There was a man in the, uh, the olden days who used to smoke a lot. A pastor who was smoking. And he was hiding it from the church because... When they find you right now, you can, some churches, pastors who smoke freely and even smoke in church members' houses, drink hot liquor. <laughs> yeah, but in those days, you were smoking. And when he, when he smoked and you, 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 uh, 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 you hide it from the church because they would derobe him or deflock him. So he was crying all the time, God, help me. That's what many of us need to do. God, help me. I'm smoking. I'm smoking. I'm smoking. I don't want to. I've fasted for months. No hope. I've fasted. God, what should I do? What should I do? I'm struggling. I've been smoking and I don't want to, Lord. Tobacco is killing me. Do you know what God told him? He had a voice and God said, that's what I've been trying to do, but you are not allowing me to. Um, I'm fasting. I fasted for weeks. I'm crying on you. I'm praying. What do you mean? Then God gave him Colossians 1 18. Is it 18 or 19? 18. Let's see what Colossians. No, no. Colossians 1 9. Colossians 1 9. Quickly. Uh, no. Uh, 7. Colossians 1 7. What does he say? This is what God told him. Colossians 1 7. Oh, let me get it. Is it 4? Let, let me just get it. I've quoted this so many times, I've forgotten. Colossians 1 13. Colossians 1 13. Who had the, so so I've been fasting, God help me. I'm trying to help you, but you're not allowing me. What? Then God said, Did I not say in Colossians 1:13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So you were in the kingdom of tobacco, in the kingdom of cigarettes, the kingdom of sin, the kingdom of addiction, and you have been past tense translated into the kingdom of obedience the kingdom of no more tobacco 
the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Then the man said, oh, yes, Lord, you did, didn't you? That was the end. He never smoked after that. The fact that he realized that is true, God. You did deliver me. That was the end. So sometimes realizing what God has done. That's all. Realizing, oh God, this is what you did. Oh, true, you did it. You were rich and you became poor so that through your poverty I'll be rich. Oh, I see. God expects every so the, 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 yeah so now let me just touch on these ones as we conclude for today and then next week God we may just dive into to them. God expects the Christian to help the poor. Not he's hoping, he expects. It's 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 part of Christianity. James 1:27 Hallelujah. Pure religion. Undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit or help the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. Did you get that? So what God is saying is that true religion before God is to care for the fatherless or the orphans and the widows and not to be uh, allow the world to affect you. And then Acts 6, 1 to 4. Look at Deuteronomy 26, 12. Every third year, you must offer a special tithe of your crops. In this year of special tithe, you must give your tithes to the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows so that they will have enough to eat in your towns. I'll explain why I'm reading these two verses. And then Deuteronomy 14, 28, and 29. At the end of every third year, bring the entire tithe of that year's harvest and store it in the nearest town. Give it to the, there was no temple then. Give it to the Levites who will receive no allotment of land among you, as well as the foreigners living among you, the orphans, the widows in your town, so they can eat and be satisfied. The Lord your God will bless you in all your work. Now, you can see from these two verses that God is concerned about them and considers them his responsibility to help. As we read the verses, we will see that it is God, God takes it as his responsibility to help the poor. Because God is saying that, look, give your tithe to the orphan. I mean, give some of your money, the tithe and some of these things to the Levites so that they will give it to the orphans, the widows, because they must eat. I don't, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Now, look at, anyway, I, I think this one, I'll have to talk about it next week, God willing. But how many are getting what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is that God, when we read from next week, God willing, it will be very clear that part of the Christian responsibility as Christians is to help the poor. It is not, it's a command. It's, 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 it's actually, what I was going to read actually says it's a sin, not to. But I have to do a lot of explanations and I only have three, four minutes. That's why I said let's wait till next week, God willing. Not just the poor in church, the poor. So I'm not even talking about church or something that's going to benefit church uh, tithes or no, the poor. 
the poor in America, the poor in UK, the poor in Africa, poor everywhere in the world. It is our Christian duty. It, it is Christianity. Christianity is not just anything but poor, helping the poor. So God wants word and deed. So the word is that you preach the gospel. One, one thing that we've heard constantly in Rwanda is that, yes, you preach the gospel, but you proved it. That was regular statement. You have preached the gospel, but you proved it. Because it's not just preaching it, but the gospel is helping. How can you say Jesus loves you? God? And then there's a poor person there, and you just said, oh, Jesus. Then you walk past. Go in peace. When, when I, I, I was doing outreach some time back in the East Coast for church, we were talking to some guys who were selling drugs. Some, and then we were talking to them. And they said, look, is going to church and giving my life to Jesus, is it going to put food on my table? So if not, I don't want to hear it. Come on, like, just get away. And these are people, guns and drugs. So you can't argue too much. You see the gospel and just move away. <laughs> Before they pull a gun. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's so next week, God willing, there'll be enough verses or overwhelming evidence that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just in word but in action. And and yeah, you can put your hands together for the Lord. And a Christian can decide that I'm going to give it online or I'm going to give it to some poor, forget about family members here, that's a separate thing. What I mean by you might have a poor family member, that's good, but we are, let's separate it a bit. To a poor person somewhere. Does that make sense? A poor person somewhere. It is our Christian responsibility. Only that when you have a church and they do it, then it's easy. Instead of trying to look, where can I find them? You just give it and they will do it for you. But it's always good to find it. Everybody can find it themselves if they want to. I remember I was there and then I saw these Jews in need. I said, number one, if there's someone in need, I'm interested. But Jews in need... Where is it? Where is my pocketbook? Because Jesus' people, we are Jesus' people, but Jesus' physical people need, are in need. Where is the pocketbook? <laughs> that were Jews in need. Anytime I see this person uh, 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 help this, I just put it aside. When I see the J-E-W-S, I just separate it. I'm not a word just at a time. Shall we stand to our feet? And let's speak to the Lord. And let's ask the Lord to make us holy. Ask the Lord to give us the grace to position ourselves to prosper. Lord, I want 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 to prosper. I want to prosper for you, for your glory, for your glory. I want to prosper. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to prosper. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to prosper, Lord. Give me the grace to prosper your way. True prosperity, true riches. In Jesus' name. I wanna be more like
Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell. But you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want him to be the Lord of your life. You want to be born again. You want your sins forgiven. Then I want you to repeat after me as you're watching and all of us, you can repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe, I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. That He died on the cross for my sins. I believe, I believe that His blood was shed for my sins. That His blood was shed for my sins. I believe. That God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. From today. From today. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have just given their lives to you, O oh God. We pray that you keep them and preserve them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take our seats. It's now time, offering time. Offering time. Blessing time. So let's take out a good offering to bless the Lord. Father God, bless our offering. And those online, you can also give a good offering to bless the Lord. Amen. You can give, um, uh, you can text GIVE to 817-826-9772 or Zelle, ChristReveal21 at gmail.com or PayPal, ChristReveal21 at gmail.com or you can scan. Father God, bless us as we give in Jesus' name. Amen. I have come to give you my praise. I have come to say thank you, Lord. I have come. I have come to say thank you, Lord.
Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. You deserve to come. Take all the praise. One more time. I have, I have come to say thank you, Lord. I have come to give you my praise. Take all the 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 praise, take all the praise, I have come to say thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you and we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to give, to support your work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.